We are pleased and honored to have Buffalo Bill great and NFL Hall of Famer quarterback Jim Kelly join us on a lot of sports talk. First of all, Jim, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Just got back from Canton, but uh, doing all right. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. Being in Canton must uh, not get old, uh, being around the great players and contemporaries that you played against, some of the greats uh, that you played against. Uh, just talk about your time in uh, Canton, Ohio this weekend. Well, it was uh, pretty pretty awesome. I mean, anybody that uh, that is in the Hall of Fame uh, every week, or I should say every year that we go back, being able to see some of the guys that you idolized growing up, some of the guys that you were in awe of, and then, of course, catching up with some friends like Dan Marino and Elway and Steve Young and Warren Moon and some of the guys that, uh, that have been buds of mine for many, many years and, of course, were big rivalries during those times. It's always good because we're all one big happy family now, so which is pretty cool. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the players that you were possibly – and probably in awe of when you were growing up watching football. Uh, any uh, person or people that stand out uh, who you met that you, either at the time you, when you were inducted or today, that really stood out as someone that you really uh, revered and idolized? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you go in that room and, you know, as a little kid, you look and, and watch football. I mean, I remember when I was inducted, I walked in the room and there was Merlin Olson and Deacon Jones and Gail Sayers and... Um, you know, uh, Roger Staubach and Bart Starr and Bob Greasy and Terry Bratch. I mean, I can go on and on. <laughs> so for me, when you walk in there, it's just like, wow, the big wow factor. And now uh, it's not a wow factor anymore. It's uh, it's just they're your friends uh, from Leroy Kelly and, you know, guys that I've watched growing up and, and some of the, the you know, the, the guys, they're, they're so normal and just to be able to sit there and have a regular conversation with them now is, is their buds. And that is, to me, is something that, you know, I never dreamt about the Hall of Fame as a kid. I dreamt about, yeah, playing professional football. I mean, every kid that plays the game of football probably thinks and dreams about that. But there are some that said they did dream of the Hall of Fame, but I never even had that in my thoughts. It wasn't even in my vocabulary because that was such a high pedestal. That was such a, a ultimate goal for so many people. But now that I'm in it, uh, wow, it, it, I look back on it. And But I also understand that, uh, you know, there's so many guys that helped me get into the Hall of Fame, and some of them are in the Hall of Fame now, So which is really cool. Once again, Jim Kelly, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, joining us on a lot of sports talk. Uh, you, you announced a couple of months ago that you had cancer of the jaw and went – uh, under a procedure on June 7th and announced yourself cancer-free. How's your health, uh, and how is the day-to-day -day, uh, for Jim Kelly going uh, after the procedure and announcing yourself cancer-free? Well, you know what? It's it's all right. It's a lot longer process than I thought it would be. Um, uh, it's still, you know, very painful, but um, it's, it's going to take time. I just have to keep remembering this hasn't even been uh, two months yet, and but I'm not a very uh, a patient person. I want mm. things to, to feel better right away. Yeah. And unfortunately, when they take your whole upper jaw out and they take away a lot of the bone and you know, you're missing most of your big smile, um, that's not good. But you know what? It is what it is. I know it's an old cliche, but I've been through so many things in the last couple of years, and it's just one more thing to add to the, to the sheet. But I'm doing all right. I'm getting better, uh, and, and time will only tell. But uh, tomorrow is my um, my first CT scan to make sure that uh, the cancer is still gone. 
I have to go through that procedure every two months for a year to to hopefully they can keep telling me that no, the cancer has not come back. So uh, tomorrow's a big day, but other than that, uh, I'm I'm doing all right. Just uh, taking it day by day and keep my faith and know that uh, there's greater things down the road. Has your outlook on life changed any bit after uh, uh, what you had just gone through and will continue to go through uh, with the uh, uh, checkups and treatments uh, after the uh, surgery removal? No, I won't change anything. My life has not changed. Uh, I'm still the same person. I still can do the same things uh, there for a little while. I haven't been able to do that because, uh, you know, now I have a, a, a big prosthesis in, in my mouth now that, you know, the teeth are added, but it fills in the bone. And not to get into legal mumbo jumbo, I mean, uh, doctor jump mumbo jumbo, but uh, it just it takes time to get used to. It takes time to you know, early on to be able to speak uh, with this prosthesis, not knowing how things were going to come out. But overall, I'm back to pretty much doing some of the things that I can't eat like I used to. I mean, I, uh, you know, I can't eat, you know, things that uh, like big hard sandwiches. I can't eat steak very well anymore because uh, it's still sore. I lost 20 pounds, which I guess is a good thing, <laughs> but I can think of another way to lose 20 pounds than, than going through what I just went through. But, uh, uh, but I'm feeling all right and getting better. And uh, just uh, the, the the huge thing was, you know, just all the prayers that everybody sent my way and, and the thoughts and the letters and the emails. And, you know, it does mean a lot because there's times where, you know, you go through, you're bummed out that you can't do this or you can't do that. You're not feeling good about this. But, um, you know, day by day, week by week, uh, things are starting to come back and starting to feel a little better. Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback, joining us once again. And you were, of course, uh, at the helm uh, for a lot of those Buffalo Bills teams, for all the Buffalo Bills teams uh, from 86 to 98 that were just one of the most uh, vaunted offenses in the National Football League, the uh, K-Gun offense, which you would have to say somewhat revolutionized uh, modern football. Uh, who orchestrated that when you were there, the uh, K-Gun offense? Whose idea was it, and how did that come about? That's pretty much, uh, to make a long story short, because it is, it pretty much was, you know, our offensive uh, coordinator, Ted Marchabroda. Um, you know, we knew what we wanted. We knew the players we had. How do we get them all on the field at the same time? So we had James Lofton, Hall of Famer. Andre Reeve, who next year probably will be a Hall of Famer. Great wide receiver in Don Beebe. Thurman Thomas in my backfield, Ken Hall, who one of the smartest offensive centers in the business and probably would be in the Hall of Fame now if we would have won one or two of those Super Bowls. But um, it was one of those things where we knew we had to get the ball into, you know, uh, and, and be able to spread defenses out. So that's pretty much how we came up with it. And then when we went, went to know how to offense, I just felt very comfortable knowing where I wanted to place my receivers, knowing Andre Reid was a lot better inside than he was outside, knowing James Lofton and Don Beebe both had wide-out speed and that wide-out speed that you want, the one where you know sooner or later you're going to have to single cover those guys. So it was more of a, um, a team effort more as far as I'm, when I say team, I don't mean like team offense, defense. Now I'm, I'm talking about a team on the offensive side with a, a great offensive coordinator and Ted Marshall-Brother being able to tutor me during the course of a week knowing what plays were going to be you know, good that particular week knowing that the game plan and having a guy like Tom Bresnahan who was our offensive lineman, they were so um, into what we were doing with the run game that it made it a lot easier for me to be able to do that high paced offense so 
uh, I've just been very blessed to have a lot of great people around me. Um, that's how the game has shifted, and that's where the game has shifted to the uh, fast pace, get as many plays as possible, spread the defense, uh, keep the defense off balance. Do you see parallels to, uh, off the top of my head, the Oregon Ducks offense uh, under Chip Kelly, now with the Eagles? Do you see parallels to uh, the current offensive uh, strategies that employ the fast-paced offense, the get the ball into uh, all your playmakers compared to the offense that you ran, uh, that Kagan offense, or the Cincinnati Bengals offense that also kind of uh, did the same thing back in the 80s and 90s, the uh, hurry-up, uh, fast-break offense? Yeah, we, to, to a certain point, yeah, I think, and also from my standpoint, you know, I even talked to Tony Romo about this, uh, the other night, and he was asking me some questions about. It. I go one. Also, one of the big things was, even I think Oregon has done this, and and it was, you know, going to the pace where defensively, they their defensive line would get tired, and they couldn't rush the passer, you know, as as fast. They, they would stand on the line of scrimmage, so that enabled the quarterback to be able to go to his second and his third read. So, there's a little bit of that in college now. I think um, teams are starting to see that. This might be the way to go. Not so much uh, doing it all the time, but doing it at a pace where, you know, you're going to have to have, you know, too deep on defensive line to be able to, to keep up with this. So there's so many things that are pluses when you do the no huddle offense, but the offensive, offensively, you as an offensive lineman got to be in great physical condition. You as a running back got to be able to have a, or a, a, a staff have a guy behind the starter almost like you almost have to have two running backs to be able to shift you know in and out so it, it was always an exciting offense for me I, I loved it I thrived on it and uh, I kept I fed on it every single game that we were out there I mean defensively sometimes they yelled that we were scoring too quick but it's like hey guys get the opposing team off the field in three plays and you're back on the sideline <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the best defenses uh, in the National Football League the defense that you had with the Bills from uh, Bruce Smith to Daryl Talley to Cornelius Bennett and Nate Odoms. Do you think they get lost in the shuffle as well uh, in terms of greatness? I know a lot of people talk about uh, you know your team's going to the Super Bowl uh, four years in a row, but that defense was definitely by far one of the best defenses in the league uh, at that time. Yeah, they were, they were pretty good, and it, it gets lost. It gets lost because of the, the defeats. I think that more were removed from those games, and I know this for a fact because I've talked to so many reporters and and people that that weren't big Bills fans back in the day, and they look back on it now, and they said, what you guys have co- accomplished during those those years will never be done again. I mean, to go four in a row and to not only physically be prepared for it, but mentally, that was the toughest part, to mentally prepare ourselves year in and year out, knowing that at the end of the year we did not you know, win that last game. But uh, I'm so happy and proud that I had guys like you mentioned, Daryl Talley and, and Cornelius Bennett and Bruce Smith and Thurman Thomas. I had a lot of guys that I knew every year coming into training camp that I was not going to have to worry about those guys being in physical condition. I didn't have to worry about those guys, their mental approach to the game. I knew in my heart they loved to win, and it didn't matter what happened in the year before they were going to be ready to strap the chin straps on, put those cleats in the ground, and go after another win. So um, we enjoyed ourselves. We had fun playing, but we had fun playing together. We are such a big family, and we still are to this day. We do so many things together. So um, I've, I've developed not only and had great teammates, but I developed and have a lot of great friends. 
Again, Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, joining us. And I do want to expound on that a little bit. Uh, what were the best moments in terms of playing in the Super Bowl? What moments do you extract and really cherish about those uh, Super Bowls uh, that you played in? What do you remember uh, in a good way about playing in those Super Bowls? Well, I remember you know, most of it is good, except, you know, of course, the outcomes. Uh, you know, you... You work so hard to get to that position to have that opportunity. I mean, I know a lot of guys. You know, one in, in general is Warren Moon. They look at, he's never been to one. He said, "Jim, I would have loved the opportunity just to go to one and see what it felt like." Dan Marino went to one, and everybody thought he was going to go back. You know, you know, four or five more times. He never went back again. So, I, I just, you know, just to have the experience of going going there, the excitement for the city, knowing that you're going to the Super Bowl and. And yes, we all wanted to win them, and it is a, a downer time when you don't. But just the experience, knowing that you've worked so hard in your life to get to that point, and to at least experience that, um, it's days I'll never trade. I mean, yeah, I would love to trade a couple of those, uh, you know, for a win, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. And you know what? I don't lose sleep over it anymore. It is what it is. It's happened. But uh, I look back on my years as a Buffalo Bill, and I look back and I say. I thank God that I was a Buffalo Bill. Uh, you were part of the famed uh, quarterback class of 1983, and you were uh, drafted by the Bills with the 14th pick. You played uh, in the USFL before joining the Bills in 1986. What about the city of Buffalo uh, has really endeared itself to you? You've now uh, set up shop uh, in Buffalo. What about the city of Buffalo that has really uh, been something that you love and be a part of the community in Western New York? Well, it's just the people. Um, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I I know how passionate they are about their sports. I know how passionate they are about, you know, their Pittsburgh Steelers and their Pirates and their Penguins. Well, here there are Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. And just to get to know the people, it was awesome. I'm still employed by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mr. Wilson is such a great owner. and You know, he's uh, – we just hopefully we'll get over the hump here sometime soon with, uh, with the team that they have now. But just the atmosphere, I'm a country bumpkin, uh, you know, I, I call myself a Yankee redneck, so I'm up here enjoying it. I have my hunting lodge down in the southern tier, about an hour from my house. Just I just enjoy it and the people, and you know, it's uh, it's. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, to be honest with you. If you want to get out of the cold weather, you know, head south for and you know in the winter for for a you know a couple weeks or a month, and then you can come back. So I'm an outdoor guy, so to me it really doesn't bother me. I love it. Joined by Jim Kelly, NFL. Hall of Famer, former quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and going to shift gears and talk about 2013, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. There is uh, a new quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. It's still to be determined who will win the job, whether it be Kevin Cobb or the uh, first-round draft pick E.J. Manuel out of Florida State. What do you think about that competition? We know E.J. Manuel is going to be the future projected, but is the future right now the present for the Buffalo Bills? I really don't know where that's going to go. They're both having good camps. Uh, I know EJ's got a lot of reps the last couple of days because of Kevin injuring his knee. It's not serious. It's just a, a slight uh, slight sprain. But other than that, uh, you know, EJ's got everything it takes to be a great one. Uh, it just takes that experience. What's he going to do once he gets under that center during the pressures of a game? I hope he is the guy. I can't. I mean, you can see – you know, what guys do in college, and you can see what guys, you know, do in practice in the training camp, but once a game rolls around, that's when it counts, and 
I've seen a lot of great quarterbacks that played in college that came to the NFL that were nothing that turned out to be nothing. But I just hope EJ is that guy that we need because this he has everything that you'd want as a um, as a, as a quarterback, and we'll see. Hopefully this is a draft pick that we got right this time, and uh, we'll, he'll be the guy that we have for 10 years. But right now, um, it's a battle between him and Kevin Cobb, and we'll see. Uh, what are the strengths of the Bills going into 2013, in your opinion? And what do you think are some of the facets that may need to be improved on uh, going into this season? Uh, probably one that they need to improve is their defensive uh, the line. they they got to get more pressure on the quarterback. I know that... They, they brought a couple guys in uh, to, to really hopefully add that pressure onto the opposing uh, team. I think linebackers, I know that we got rid of a couple of safety. Offensively, I think we got some weapons. We got two great running backs. Um, if Stevie Johnson comes back from his hamstring injury healthy, I think we'll be pretty good. But I think the key for this whole team is what's going to happen with the guy under the center. Yeah. That will be the key how the Buffalo Bills will do this year. We need somebody to take uh, take the bull by the horns and lead this team, and we haven't had that here in so long. So hopefully um, that will be the, the missing ingredient by having either Kevin Cobb or E.J. Manuel come in and take this team and, and take them into the future because – we need it. <laughs> yes. Uh, one uh, last question. I don't mean to uh, hold you up. Uh, again, Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills Hall of Fame quarterback uh, who played for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, don't mean to mention a rival of yours, but the New England Patriots with uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Uh, how far is the window still open for the Patriots in terms of winning a Super Bowl? Well, they can, they're still the team to beat. I don't care, you know, who they've lost. Uh, yeah, they've lost some weapons. I'm sure Tom will find a way. That system um, is a system that if the players run the right routes, Tom will get it in their hands. And anytime you have Tom Brady on the other sideline, you know you're going to have a battle. And uh, to me, they're still the team to beat. And, um, and you know, Belichick's going to come up with something, uh, you know, up his sleeve that he'll be able to do to make some adjustments. But, it doesn't help when you lose some of your top receivers, not just for Hernandez, what he's going through, but losing a guy like Wes Welker, I think that's going to be a huge blow for them. So, And to be honest with you, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm a Buffalo Bill, so I hope it doesn't work out for me. Because we open up with them our first game. <laughs> Said like a true Buffalo Bill player and fan, uh, Jim Kelly, thank you so very much for joining us uh, and being a part of this interview. Uh, continued success with uh, uh, not only uh, your employment with the Buffalo Bills, but at the same time with your foundations, uh, the uh, uh, Hunter Kelly uh, Foundation that you have, Hunter's Hope, and uh, with your recovery as well. Uh, Jim, thank you so very much for joining us, and hopefully we can catch up with you down the road. Sounds good. You take care and you have a good day.